When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before there was IMDb.com, there was Zach and Dustin. You know those guys who think they know everything about a movie without having to go on the internet to look it up? That's us, but maybe only for the years 1981 through mid-1989. No, I'd say late 1978 through early 1992. (laughs) Either way, we know movies. And even more specifically, we know soundtracks from those movies. Yeah. This is $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. This is the podcast where we pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it still holds up today. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Thanks for listening. On to the show. All right, everybody. We are very, very, very excited for our special guest. Zach and I had the pleasure of interviewing Diane Franklin, most well-known for uh, being one of the princesses in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, uh, Karen, the lead in The Last American Virgin, and, of course, Monique Cheneau in my favorite, favorite movie of all time, Better Off Dead. Zach, how are you? I'm so fantastic. I, this interview was was such a sweet journey down the 80s memory lane, and hearing her story, hearing her journey was was um, inspiring. Yeah, they say don't meet your heroes, but I think that Diane Franklin is the exception to that rule. I concur. I, I can say she's lovely. I think, um, yeah, I guess let's just get... Get on, get on to it, huh? Enjoy the next hour-plus minutes of Diane Franklin, because it's going to warm your heart. And your mind. I've been arrested by you. Take me in. We want to thank you for being on our podcast because this is going to reach all the people that are huge fans of yours and some people who maybe haven't heard of you yet, the Merci. younger generation. Merci, Buckets. If you don't know me, I am Monique Jeannot from Better of Dead. Or I could be the English princess from Bill and Ted's. You might know me from that or... Last American Virgin, you might just want to like turn the TV off right or whatever. Turn this off right now. <laughs> I'm so I'm so uh, dating myself. Turning the TV off, um, aging myself. Um, yeah, you could just uh, yeah just IMDb me or whatever they call it. Look, yeah. Whatever. I mean, just based on your voice alone, I think people are going to go, "Oh, I yeah. know who she is." Oh, that's you know, that's, so a, nice. that's a beautiful thing about podcasts. Uh, it's listening to a radio show, essentially, <laughs> the good old days of a radio show. You know, I I just, there's so many things that I take for granted now that, I mean, I just remember thinking, you know, as, as media has been like so important in our lives and the internet has been so big in our lives, I just, there's so many simple things like, you know, 
that are have changed. And yeah. we were just, you know, talking about that. And um, I, the, I just actually wanted to ask you, you know, from the standpoint of Better Off Dead, what is dated in that film? Like, I can't even see it. Like, does John Cusack actually talk on a cell phone or does he talk on a phone with a... With a phone with a wire. With a yeah. wire, Oh, no, right? yeah, it's, it's wired. So yeah. people who watch it today really see how time has passed. Well, everything days. down to a delivery boy, uh, you know, for newspapers. Oh, for newspapers. Because do people <gasps> even have those anymore? Are there even paper boys anymore? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, because you get, you get the Sunday Times. I guess so. It's got to be delivered somewhere. But not on if, a bicycle. Right. Probably not on a bicycle, yeah. but I don't want to... Yeah. Presume to, you know, maybe in, in Los Angeles. Okay, not on not. skis. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, like, how I about mean, that? Come on. <laughs> right, right. Definitely not on skis. But even, I would argue that the, the, the ski on the, on the bike that Johnny has going down the mountain, going down the K 12 at the end of the movie, oh is, is probably more futuristic. I don't know that I've ever I know, seen that. That was right? some forward thinking there. Yeah. For sure. Oh, I, I think that's awesome. I just, I mean, that to this day is still like, yeah, that's so cool. I wish I could do that. Well, like, I kind think, of like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, right? uh, have you ever heard of Snowblades? Okay. Yes, I actually have. Which are like mini versions of skis. Yeah. And those are apparently very dangerous, but right. very fun. <laughs> right. There and, and, and it's like a version of that where you can, well, you put the snowblades on and you get on the bike and you're ready to rock. So uh, I would say I, that the 80s fashions are back in fashion. Yes. To an extent? Yes. Well, the tube tops were like the end of the 70s, I think. I always thought it was 80s, but it was actually 70s. And yeah. then, but curly yeah. hair, I'm going to tell say curly hair is in. Uh, I mean, I mean, you can have curly hair. Like, I mean, it's not like you can't, which is great. I mean, not that it's like the forefront of fashion, but um, that's one of the things about my career is that I was able to bring that curly hair into the 80s, which then became the trend, which was hilarious. Right. Seriously. Like, well, I, I was going to say that yeah. you pioneered the curly hair trend. I I, I actually, really did. truly <laughs> did in the real world this sense, yeah. Um, because um, I had been acting. I know, you're actually having... <laughs> this is like Bill and Ted history, like coming back. And yeah. um, what happened was uh, I had been modeling for years um, from like 10 to to 18 or whatever I did modeling um and then and acting um and then what happened was um I got this role last American Virgin and uh I had it was a day where I just didn't straighten my hair I'd let it go curly and bang they said oh we want you to look just like that and it was it was that was it like that was the change no nothing had curly hair um the closest was Amy Irving in Carrie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, she was the, like, a pretty curly-haired girl there, but she wasn't, like, the center of it. And the curly hair didn't take off in the 70s. No. It took right. off. No. It, it, it took off in the 80s. In the 80s. Yeah, it's so, crazy. So you made a conscious decision, like, I'm just not going to straighten my hair today? Or were you running late? Or what? Well, it's a really cool story. Because, actually, I wrote it about it. I have, if you're really interested in this whole background of it, for I sure. I am very interested. Oh, my God. You, oh, you're <laughs> awesome. Yeah, um, uh, well, I've written some books, but the second book I've wrote was called The Excellent Curls of yes. the Last American yep. French Exchange yes. Babe of the 80s. Don't remember it. Just go to Diane Franklin Books on Amazon. <laughs> Just cut <laughs> to Diane Franklin. It. Easy to remember. And It's um, a great title, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. I, I yeah. thought it was funny. I thought it was indicative of like my sense of humor. So anyway, and I also never assumed anyone would remember me in the first place. So I kind of like, okay, let's just make sure you know who I am. Um, That's hogwash, by the way. Right? All that stuff. I'm blushing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm getting all teary-eyed. Right. I I think it goes without saying that we are huge, huge fans, and we really thank you for being here. And I just want to say, I mean, Better Off Dead is my favorite movie of all time. It's the reason I went to film school. (gasps) And I love that. I Yes. So... 
So yes, so we love you, and thank you for being here. I'll just get that out of the way right when now. When I so mentioned that, to Dustin yeah. that we were doing an interview with you, he's like, "Wait, what? Are you joking?" Just right? the line went dead because I had passed out. Yes, yeah. It, it was a phone line with the. <laughs> it was a phone line. Wrote, I was on the rotary phone for that one. <laughs> right, right. <Yeah>. But nobody's <laughs> like, "You're you're kidding me, right?" I'm like, "No, I'm totally serious." Really? Yeah. Like that is well, you know, um, you, I guess you know, as an actress, you never know how you affect other people in the world, and yeah. I do think it's really interesting because it's always like. I'm like this age and then everyone younger has seen my work. Although I never know if anyone older has seen my work too. But most of the time, older people have no idea who I am. Like who people are older than me. Like, oh yeah, who are you, right? But the younger people grow up. You know, you grow up with your next generation. And uh, I'm. it makes me so happy. I mean, I just can't even begin to tell you. And Better Off Dead is my, like, ugh. Yeah, I, I don't want to digress from it. your story about it. the curls, but oh, yeah, I, but right. I, I okay. want to keep us on track. But yeah. I did want to get love that out of the way. That no, and I'm glad you did. But okay. I, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we have very sharp memories, so we will come back. And as as you yeah. do too, we'll come back to everything. So Good. I, please, the the curl story yeah. cut to is captivating. So, okay, so here's the deal with the <laughs> curl story. So this is so perfect. Okay, so I spend my life blow drying my hair straight, 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 straight. There is no way I would ever go on an audition without straight hair because you learn very early that, you know, you're, you have to, when you're an actor and model, whatever you're, you're sort of the, um, the head of like culture, like uh, whatever's going on in society and American culture in the seventies was Farrah Fawcett hair. It was like yep. that straighter. Yep. And in fact, of course I have a great picture of me getting the Farrah Fawcett hair, which is hilarious because <laughs> it's like, you know, trying not to be you or trying to look like somebody else. It's like always like you always have those moments. Um, but what was happening was I went to NYU and I was um, actually, I saved my money uh, when I was going to school. Um, I saved my money while I was a kid doing all these commercials, acting and modeling and so forth. And I wound up uh getting my money together to pay for NYU, and I was majoring in biochemistry. Oh, wow. wow. Which is so weird. Because, Not too shabby. Right, right? Yeah. <laughs> which is funny because I really just always, I guess it's the, um, I just always was the kind of person who was curious. And um, I really, I was like, I'm going to find the cure for cancer. I'm just going to do that. Like, we need to have that happen, and I'm going to do that. So for me, even though I was acting since I was 10, I my feeling was if I'm going to school, I'm going to spend my good money, the hard earned money on something that I couldn't possibly learn outside of college. So, right. um, yeah. and it wasn't my parents. My parents didn't even care if I went to college. They wow. honestly were like, what do we do with this child? They're talking with a German accent. We're going to make some schnitzel. And, you know, like I was like, all right, fine. Um, but I was like, I, and I was the first generation to be born here. I was first generation Americans. So I was like, I'm in America and I'm going to enjoy this. Like this country is so much freedom and I can do things. And I'm, you know, I want a college education. Like people, I want to experience that. Like I really was very connected to like the benefits of being in America. Yeah. Really? Because yeah. my parents were European and like, the immigrants. You're, so you're um, a five -er. I'm a five -er. yeah. yeah, see? <laughs> no, no cats, no cats in America. Right, right. And the streets are paved with cheese. <laughs> Sorry. That That's was right. so good. You're welcome. Um, so, <laughs> so great. Um, so anyway, long story short, okay, I'm in college. And so I'm about to take my first chemistry test, which was supposed to be um, in, you know what, I was, the class was in like in one of those halls that, okay. um, you know, those like, which I'd never been in. Like, you yeah. know, usually you're in class at like 30 people or 40 people. This was like, you know, 100 people. The paper chase. Right, 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 right. And I was like, I, I don't know how to, like, I, I think I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I, you know, I know how to study for tests and yeah. blah, blah, blah. So I get into this test. And right before I go, actually the night before, 
my manager calls me and says, you have an audition for this movie. <laughs> the for night called, before your test. The yeah. night before my test, oh, called man. The Last American Virgin. It's a lie. It's all night. The Last American Virgin, featuring songs by Blondie, The Cars, Devo, Journey, The Police, Ario Speedwagon, Tommy Tutone, and more. The Last American Virgin. See it or be it. Shake it up. So I said, no, I'm not going on it. The last yeah. American. What kind right. of title is that? I'm not going <laughs> yeah. for that. I have a chemistry exam. Right. I have a chemistry I'm exam. I'm going to cure cancer in the right, future. Right. I have no time. I have no Do time. Do you understand? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> there is no time for the last American. <laughs> I am an actor of theater. Right. Uh, so um, I, said, I said, no. And she says, well, if you change your mind, here's the address. It's at this time. Just head on up to, you know, go uptown and the audition is there. So... I'm like, oh, whatever. You so, didn't consider that being like a post-apocalyptic, the last American virgin right? on Earth. Right, right, right. Uh, that wasn't even a thing in the 80s. There was no, no apocalypse. No. It wasn't even, right. I'd never discovered the end yeah. of the world yet. Yeah, the day after hadn't come out yet. Right, so. right, right. Uh, so um, what we wound up doing was, um, so what I wound up doing was going to take my test. And I let my hair go curly. Like big, fluffy, curly, bushy hair. Like I'm just studying awesome. up all yeah. night with the coffee I and the it. books. And so there's no way I'm going to have time to straighten it. It's like chemistry first. So I go and take this test. I look at the test and I say to myself, oh, no. I have a better chance of getting a lead in a feature film than I do <laughs> passing oh, this test. Oh, I mean, oh my God, like it was horrible. And it, oh. it was one of those, okay, yeah, you have to check things off. But it was like, you know, yeah. I'm just going to go for it. So I'm like, check, 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 check. Like, you know, like, you know, uh, you know, B, C, D, D, E, F, 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 D, 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 right? <laughs> like, you know, you pick your letters and then just hand it in, raced uptown, um, running through the streets of New York in, you know, like with my books and my backpack, blah, 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 oh running gosh. all the way up. Finally getting all the way up to, I think it was a hotel that I was supposed to meet the director and the producers, Menachem and Yoram, Golan and Globus, and Boaz Davidson, which, by wow. the way, now I look at and I think, oh, wow, like hotels are very right? popular in the in New York to meet directors mm -hmm. and uh, producers. Oh, yeah. um, not today. Right, man. not today. That's a no-no. Yeah. Okay, in case you don't know, actors out there, don't do it. Yeah. So, but anyway, for me, like, I, I never had a bad experience. Work got there. Um, the producers were on their way out of the hotel uh, at the time, and oh they, they saw me, and they said, you know, I think they maybe, like, asked me some questions and, had me, you know, I don't even know if they had me read. I just know that they said, the director just left uh, on a plane, so would you like to audition? <laughs> uh, we're going to fly you to L.A. to meet the director. I mean, oh, wow. what? Like, yeah. next, he said, we're flying wow. you next week to, to audition. And I was like, what? This is, this is Manam, Manam. Manachem and Yoram wow. Golan. Because of your curls. Well, uh, yeah, I, uh, that's <laughs> what it was. I mean, and, and they were Israeli. So, yeah. like, yeah. to them, that yeah. was pretty. Whereas yeah. to me, like my generation, like, you know, it, it, when I would audition, you know, like curly hair was seen as the best friend or the, yeah. the yeah. dorky Side girl or, or the psycho yeah. or not or the girl who's like, you know, not the girl who's going to be the dream girl. That's right. just yeah. not going to happen. Right. It's not, casting was not going that direction. But I had some great fortune. The, how I even got into the business was because of my dark eyebrows and Brooke Shields brought that in for me. Wow. She like, Ms. I mean, Jordash. right? Like, oh my gosh, just, she's so beautiful. I mean, even still today, she, she 
she was modeling and we, we did modeling when we were very young together. She came in with these dark eyebrows. Then every, yeah. all the casting people were like, you know, we need people with dark eyebrows. And then like gave us, you know, Lori Loughlin and Elizabeth Shue and uh, Demi Moore. And gosh, like I'm just, there's a whole plethora of like that's the dark a, I mean, eyebrows. That's, people. A, right. that's a great um, hand right there. Right. Like, like just, we all went, Ooh, okay, we get the door yeah. open. And you know, uh, honestly, that is what happens, you know, in, in the business is that your look comes in fashion and you have to take advantage of it. It does not wait for you, you know? I mean, again, literally, I had been acting 10 years and I could not get a lead in anything. I, best, I, you know, I got to play the best friend in a soap opera, uh, which was like close to, you know, getting some big part. Um, But, you know, you have to wait for your time. And then the minute your time comes in, you got to go. So, um, well, those guys were on the forefront of yeah. A lot of movies, and you know, with whole Canon uh, oh production my company, and I think Virgin was maybe the second film or some very close to the yeah. beginning of their their work, and uh, they wound up flying me out the following week. That's awesome. And I booked it That's immediately, awesome. immediately. Awesome. And um, <laughs> I mean, what was so fascinating about that to me was um, then I had to like you know get out of my chemistry class. <laughs> Well, yeah. Did you pass the test? Uh, uh, No, I went. What do they call it? No, like let's not finish it. What is it? Uh, I. Oh yeah. um, Oh my gosh. I put like don't finish it. Like uh, like no. Like I don't even know if I passed it or not. Got it. Okay. I I did that a lot in college. You know, like oh, I'm not really gonna take this class. No, I can't find the word now. You can drop out. Drop it. Drop it. Drop it. Right. Yeah. So I dropped it. Not get an F for the class. Right, 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 right. exactly. Which is all the time. Right. Drop that class. Um, which is ironic because after I finished Virgin, I came back and I tried to go back to school and then I got Amityville. So it's like every time right. I went back wow. to school, there would be some kind of work, which you, which has followed me through my life. I but love that. Yeah. Um, the universe was definitely yeah. guiding yeah. you in another direction. Yeah. But that film, The Last of American Virgin, this tiny little film that we really thought, we never thought that I mean we didn't there was no way we could have anticipated that film would we'd be seeing that film today because not every film yeah. was made certainly in the 80s you yeah. did a film and it was sort of like you know it was the first of those teen films and it was you know sexually explicit yeah. and it was like you know the subject matter and we thought it, you know is this even going to come out like i mean it wasn't an established even as a genre yet but it was the first one made fast times came at the same time but they they released around the same time but we actually were the first film like that made and when that film uh came out that film influenced the that that curly hair look i mean that was the first time a girl could be the dream girl with curly hair which was amazing not 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 done up right no that was exactly it just like get out of bed that's the way you look and it was considered it was seen or it was established as being beautiful in um, that film. What I what I love about The Last American Version is that, like, I mean, look what I love about it now. When I saw it at first, I was like, oh, man, the protagonist right? <laughs> does it, the protagonist doesn't win. No. You know? So yeah. it's like you, you're you kind of, like, everything. rooting for Gary the whole time. Yep. And then it's like, yeah, he's not getting the girl. And, and you Spoiler know, alert to anyone who's in. <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry. sorry. But, but also, like, you look at The Last American Version. It's supposed right. to have a happy ending, right? Yeah. Right. It's American. <laughs> right, right? right. What's going yes. on? So everyone right. is thrown for a loop, not just yeah. in story ways, but, like, even just the idea of, like, the word American is in that title. And America's, Americans win. Yeah, right. we right. win. What's positive. up with that? Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. a great so, point. Yeah. And that's why when Fast Times came in, also, what a great juxtaposition at the same time. Uh, Fast Time, to me, was the Americanized version Love virgin totally which kind of 
which is, yep. and it was complete chance. I mean, honestly, the fact that those films were done at the same time, Boaz Davidson did, it was, uh, Last American Virgin is a remake of his first film of uh, Lemon Popsicle. His Israeli. His Israeli film, yeah. which yeah. is based yeah. on his life. So look at this, right. like, he took something that was truthful <laughs> in his life. He not only did it in Israel, and it was unbelievably <laughs> successful, he does it here, and then, it, and then they do Fast Times at the same time, and that's just yeah. kismet. Like, it that's reminds just me yeah. of uh, when E.T. and The Thing came out at the same time. You know, because yes. everyone was thinking, oh, this happy-go-lucky, happy alien, and then The Thing comes out and squashes everything away. Yeah. Both iconic films, both memorable, um, both going down in the history as one of the greats in their genre. I'd say the same thing can be said about Fast Times and American Virgin. Right. Very distinctly different. Fast Times being um, segments, you know, of each yeah. character's kind of journey. And then Last American Virgin about one character's journey along the way, meeting all these different characters. Yeah. Yours being the one that crushes his heart, ultimately. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. Okay, so just for the record. Oh, okay, go Sorry. do the sound first. Go. Okay, so if you haven't seen the film, this the film still won't disappoint, I'm telling no, you. No, it but holds up. It still holds up. Um, but I will say that, uh, you know, I would have uh, the whole time we were doing it, I was like, I would have chose Gary. I would have chose Gary. I mean, like, just that kind of person, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't have gone for the guy who was the jerky guy. But, w I mean, uh, we got that script, and we all thought the ending was going to be changed to a happy ending. We, yeah, all, right. we all went to Boas and go, well, you're going to change this, yeah. right? And, yeah. the, no, this is the way I want to do it, and yeah. we're not changing it. This is my life, and the true story. And good for him. Today, we're still watching it because of right. that, right? I right. think that's what, if, if it had the standard typical ending, we wouldn't be talking about it yeah. nearly mm -hmm. as much as we are today. Mm -hmm. No, that's so, true. Yeah. But, and and rewatching it fairly recently, I, I, I did notice that Gary, he was, he was a little needy. Yep. You know what I mean? He's a little overbearing. And I you're like, relate. okay, well, listen, I man, like you're really presumptuous and she hasn't said any of that to you yeah. and you're buying this necklace and it's like, you know, you're just like, uh, come on, man. Well, the bicycle uh thing was, <laughs> was the really the worst part like okay really you are break you're like ruining my bicycle now you're manipulative yeah. right yeah right i'm not gonna right. lie I, I, I have a feeling that movie um inspired people inspired me in many ways <laughs> probably why it's so many failed relationships as a teenager you went for those oh girls gosh. who said who were like no i don't think so and yeah like, they wanted the bad boy right? and i was like oh but i made you a mixtape right like, no it's too much it's too much too soon right come on that's so true. But like, you looked at funny. me and you winked. No, I had ah, something in my eye. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> no, you know, I just... Allergies. Yeah, Gary was yeah. that... He, he, But I, I could relate to that character. The, the idea right. that everyone just wants the happy ending. Just wants the... No pun intended there. Yeah. Uh, just wants this idea that, you know, it's all going to work out in the end. Yeah, if you act, you know, with kindness integrity. and grace. Yeah, integrity and kindness that you're going to get the girl, you yeah. know. And... You know, no, but nobody thinks maybe that was a good thing. Maybe he shouldn't totally. have gotten her. She was not right not for right. him, right? Not right for you. And that's the truth about life. Yeah. You know, if somebody doesn't wind up with you, they weren't meant for you. You know, yeah. you were probably deserve somebody better. You know, we always do wind up with people kind of that we're emotionally right for. You right. Know? Totally. Um, although I will say at the end, you know, everybody looks at that look that I give, and I my look <laughs> was not to be a jerk. My look was like, you know what, I'm. I am too weak to go with you. You're going to have to, if you want me, you're going to have to stand up and, and right. fight for me. Get me. Like, I mean, I, I'm just not strong enough to get away from this guy's powers, like his, you know, right. at the time. And, you know, and Lawrence walks away. 
He just, you know, he doesn't say, hey, you know, I want her. Right. She's my. But then again, you know, maybe I'm looking at, I was an object of desire. Right. I was, I was treated as an object. I was the object. Um, and there are girls who are like that. There are girls who feel like they don't have the strength to, you know, they want to be wooed and wanted and they don't right. want to pursue. So yeah. they don't want to be the one to make the choice. And so I guess, you know, this doesn't go away. This is timeless. This is a timeless tale. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. too, what, what really resonates is the fact that you know, as you're processing that, like, you know, you're not choosing Gary, that, that song just comes in. It's like, I did my bad. And you're like, oh, my God. And then the credits are rolling while he's weeping in the car. You're like, oh, this now we're just painfully, we're just exploiting. Like, it just feel you're just, the knife is twisting. And you mean, just once. You mean <laughs> not him not doing an exploitation on a character? That, right. You know? Right, right, right. right. Exactly. Right. Which is wonderful. So, I mean, yeah. we want to see that. It's 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 verite. It's real, you know? It's, I want to see this happening. Yeah. No, and, the, yeah. and that film also, it is real. I mean, I look back yeah. and I go, there's some, like, raw moments there in that film, and I'm part of them, yeah. you know? Well, you dealt with some major subject matters in that <gasps> film. Subject matter that you most of the time doesn't isn't even talked about today, which is strange. So very odd. Um, that's it's that if you haven't seen this film, it is a microcosm. It's like a time capsule, as I say often, of the 80s, mm -hmm. which is um, you know the music, the subject matter, the language, the dress, um, and you know the subject matter of abortion and sex and drugs totally. and kids. But the kids. Oh, that was another thing that I really did love about the 80s, which was such a great thing. Is kids were playing kids. And Lawrence, yes. I think, was 17 when we did it, I think. And um, I think I was 19. Um, so you but, le legit yeah. were a kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we were really, but we were acting as adults, which is right. what kids, I mean, today, a lot of them are adults emotionally. You know, yeah. they've, they've gone through a lot of stuff. And so, you know, when they watch that film, they see themselves. They get it. Totally. You know? Absolutely. Um, so... Was, I'm glad it's there. I'm glad I, I'm thrilled I did it because I, you know, it's such a juxtaposition to Better Off Dead. It's like, you know, it, whatever. I, my audience is wide because I'm able to go there as an actress, you know, so. Well, yeah, you've, you've gone, you've ran, ran the gamut as far as characters because you've gone from, you know, the, 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 the scorn, the, the girlfriend who scorns the boy and, and then you go into Better Off Dead, you're so sweet and innocent and, but with this edge, you have an edge to yourself, which yeah. is great. You know, and, and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Terror Vision, all these different, very unique, wonderfully uh, colorful characters. Did you ever, when you were, like, growing up, did you, like, ever have that moment where, like, wait, that's her? Like, did you, or did you know it was me the whole time? Or did you just pursue me like some kind of, uh, like, stalker? <laughs> <laughs> the 14 pictures on the wall right? identified as well, the Pythag Pythagoras theorem. That's a good question. <laughs> I don't think I was in the pursuing mode, because I don't think, I mean, until, like, the IMDb started, it was right. harder to connect the dots, but I certainly recognize, oh, you know, that's Diana Franklin, not oh, like, wow. um, I, but yeah. I would no. say Terror Vision was the, was the time when I saw you and I said, wait, I know who that is. She looks so different and seeing you with a blonde wig, nice. which was, I love that. You want to not have this homogenous, oh, everybody looks the same and it's interchangeable and yeah. then you get typecast and blah, 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 blah. You that to me was the moment that you stood out to me. You were like, "Whoa, wait, that's Diane Franklin! Oh, that's so cool! Right. She's playing such a uniquely different character." Yeah, right. And you like at a certain point, you. I mean, there was another thing about the '80s, which was when you watched a film, you watched the film first. You didn't watch the yeah. actors. So what happened is, right. actors we stayed really under like under the radar. Right. Like, try not to get known because you want people to know you as the character in the story. Because once you, it was always thought if you know a person you know, more than 
you know the behind story about them too much, yes. then you don't believe the story and the character. No. So, uh, which is why I, I mean, a lot of first, you know, filmmakers, they'll get unknowns because they want their story to come in the forefront as opposed to the actor. Right. Um, That's really interesting so, because yeah. I was I was thinking about that. I, I think our generation had People Magazine. That was about it. And yeah. then I think um, uh, Premiere Magazine at one point and Us Weekly. Us, But right. it was just called Us for that time. Yeah. And, right. And I think those were the only sources to see. And Entertainment Weekly was, Entertainment, was, yeah. was big. Yeah, that's right. And, and that was our only avenue to find information about Or I guess Teen it. Beat. I don't know. I oh, yeah, right. Teen Beat right. and Tiger Beat. And, or uh, Teen Mag... Well, there would be like, yeah, um, Teen Magazine. Like, um, <laughs> you know, but those were like, they were more f- kind of fashion, like and yes. little bits and you never got to know too much. No, I miss that. Yeah. I miss, I miss having the innocence about that. I think that's what, that was one of the things that inspired us to do this podcast is to talk about all the things we love from this time. Yeah. That, that the, didn't, mm-hmm. that is not, it's not tainted by anything, you know? It's, yeah, there was definitely innocence and, and, and an anonymity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, um, yeah, there's, there was a, and there was time to, because there wasn't so much media, when you watch something or when you listen to a song, you listen to it over and over again, or you watched it and you had time to process it and dream and visualize and see yourself in it and you just had more time to be with that moment and I think it affected you you know the the messages from the films affected you deeply whereas now when you can go from one story to the next you're suddenly you know your mode your your thoughts your um your processing can change so quickly um but in a way i don't know sometimes that's good i mean if you're in a bummer mood and you watch a comedy then you're like okay yeah well it's over i'm not like yeah took took care of that <laughs> but it is um it is different you process things differently today and i love the idea of, of sitting with it mm-hmm. sitting with the moment you know there's it's too often that we're not able to sit in the moment yeah. and be present and those these films in some way, forced you to be in the moment. Yes. You know? When- oh, good call. Absolutely. Yeah. It did force you to be in the moment. It made you reckon with your feelings. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I also thought there was, um, you'd watch a film. Oh, and I remember being bored. Does anyone remember that? <laughs> I wonder if, is there anyone out there who's bored? Is there anyone? Year old. Yeah, really? Is anyone out there <laughs> bored? Um, because, you know, there will be, it's true. Little, little, little kids do still experience being bored mm-hmm. because they don't know that they can go necessarily on media. Well, maybe they do. I don't know. We birth. don't. Yeah. Um, but boredom is the the place where creativity is born. Totally. You know? And if you want a creative soul, you are going to be incredibly creative out of figuring out from, from boredom. So those yeah. of you who, like, have a phone or something, you are if you're, like, having a creative um, hard place, you know, put it away. You yeah. know, put the stuff away. I mean, you can watch something to inspire you. You can go, oh, I'm going to wa- watch a film and then get inspired to write something or do something. But boredom is what makes you, it really gets connected to what's really going on with you, your real feelings. And honestly, isn't that what it, what's about being alive? Like, yeah. I mean, isn't that what really being alive is, is being connected to your own emotions and your feelings? So I, I will tell you, um, as a child, I thought it was totally boring. And now as an adult, I find the value in it. Watching birds and watching squirrels. Yes. you totally inspired. Seriously. Okay. Right. Are you back to that? Like, I totally get that. Right. You know? Yeah. You sit outside and you smell the air, the senses. Yeah. Uh, you see the sunlight. Oh, it's Nature. a beautiful day. Nature. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not I a mean, cloud. It's, it's a dragon. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
It looked like spilt milk. Right. Or I don't know if any of you do this as well. You go to a, a restaurant, a cafe or something, and you look at people and you imagine their story. Like, okay, yeah. that person, they're having a you know really bad day. They're like, somebody just broke up with them. Like, oh my gosh. Oh, that person is missing the point of life right now. They're so into their phone. Like, I didn't even know. Right. They're like, they're like so clueless. They're going to have a lot to learn. All right. Like, whatever. Totally. Right. Like, and then they come up to you and they're like, why are you staring at right, me? Right. <laughs> I just reported <laughs> you to the police. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just. I thought you were Diane Franklin from a (laughs) (laughs) Dang it! Oh, mm, the curls. Okay, (laughs) the curls really Uh, got me. I have blonde hair. Clearly, yes. Um, Uh, I was I was in New York last week and um, and had a moment to kind of stop in Union Square Park and had the best people watching. I had the best time, and I'm like, I never do this, Mm. and it's just so conducive to that. You know, just like, oh, "Oh, where's that person going? What's going on? What's Uh, their story? Yeah, I have nothing more. Poignant to say about that, but <laughs> I was I was really here, happy to see that um, uh, that was portrayed in the movie uh, Date Night. Date yes, night. Yeah. The couple had their relationship, but they bonded. Was looking at people and making you know figure out their stories. Yes. And I thought, oh, that's really cool that somebody else does that. Right. right? Well, I think it's I, again. I think it's also yeah. it gives you a little bit more empathy to people. Absolutely. You know, because we're too busy constantly bashing, putting people down because of oh uh, something they said or did. And you never know necessarily what's going on inside their head. You no, know? absolutely. Especially, we're all from L.A. We're living in L.A. Yeah. L.A. traffic is, is probably one of the most stressful things to go through driving around in Los Angeles. And you think about what's their story, though? Why is the guy who's yeah. driving down the road like that? Maybe his wife's in the hospital giving birth right now. Yeah, Ooh, no. Right, oh, absolutely. Right. Uh, I'm really glad you mentioned about, like, negative uh, uh, thoughts and, and uh, th- saying negative things. I'm... One of the things I really want to uh, make sure that people understand that's so important, and it's whether you're younger or older, is catch how many times you are you say something or see something in a negative way, or say you know say something negative to someone else yeah. in a day. Like really, yes. like nail yourself. Like you know, pull pull it back because for every time you say something negative, if you said something positive, you'd make the world a better place. Totally, and it is real. And all I can tell you is like my. My way of thinking is the films I do bring happiness to people. And when I do, uh, one of the reasons why I you know, started doing podcasts and going back into the business is I realized, you know, first of all, I, I felt like I could do something more positive, bring back to the world. And I teach kids. I was talking to you about teaching kids. And I really feel like once you, you know, reach some place in your life where you feel good about what you do, and I don't care if that's in a big way or small way, you know, um, you got to give back. And you're never too old or young to give back. And I mean, like I, I see 10 year olds and I go, you know, if you want to say something, you could say something positive to a friend. You don't have to say negative. You don't have to pick at someone uh, to, you know, to make a connection. You know, sometimes people bond by negativity. I don't oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, I don't like that either. I think it happens more right? often than not. At a certain age, it yes. happens very much because it's sort of, I would have to say like in middle school to a certain extent, um, that's the time where we go from childhood and we now define who we are. So we always say like, I like that, but I don't like this. Mm-hmm. And I like, mm-hmm. so, okay, that's fine. The problem is not growing out of that. Yeah. Because if you define yourself by what you don't like, you've never left middle school. And you become the president of the United States. But uh, <laughs> not, to make, not to make, make it make the <laughs> I don't like immigrants. Right. Like, oh, there, there's a anyway, great, not to make it political. I just, bam. Yeah. Right. There's so a great kids book called, um, okay. Have You Filled Your Bucket Today? Oh. And it's about this idea that we all have this imaginary bucket on our heads mm-hmm. and you can either dip uh, dip into the bucket mm-hmm. by taking out or put drops into it. Ooh, the idea nice. is you're putting drop. If you do something nice for someone, it puts a drop in their bucket and then in yours. 
Or if you put someone down or you do something negative, it dips from yeah, their bucket and it dips from mm-hmm. yours. And I always come back to that with my son, you know, oh, you're starting to dip. And then suddenly it resets his mi- mindset. Right. It is mindset. Yeah. It is a mindset. And all I could tell you is if you do this, your entire life will change and good things will come to you. And, yeah. it, and it comes to you because it's real and it's true. And I'm not even like, I'm not talking about like a religious thing, like, or do this. You can't do it from a place of, Never come from a place of, I want to get. Yeah. That just mm-hmm. doesn't, yeah. if you come from a place that you're coming from desperation or you're coming from a place of, um, it, the, the world just, it doesn't work that way. Totally agree. Um, it, it comes from genuinely feeling you want to help people and be good to people. And uh, follow your bliss. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not, and I'm not being all like, <laughs> you know, no, but, no, um, no. but it is as simple as saying to somebody, hey, I like that bracelet. Yeah. Or, ooh, like, you know, or, I mean, it's so funny. Like, I'll, I'll be um, like, I'll be walking down the street or something and I'll see a girl in a great job outfit and I'll go, you know what, that she spent a lot of time working on that, working that outfit. She made that happen. That's I'll be awesome. like, you're on point today. You know, yeah. like you did it. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. And it's just a, a moment, but she feels acknowledged because she spent that time doing it and she is on point, you know, um, yeah. and maybe somebody else would be too shy to say something yeah. like that. So you should um, never, you should yeah. never hold back from those. I did that the other day. I, yeah. I just, we were walking out of a store and I saw this person's shoes and I said, I really love your shoes. Yeah. And it took this person yeah. by surprise. She's like, Oh, thank you. She right. Had a big smile on yeah. her face. I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. And, and you were a guy too. Yeah, right? I, I love fashion. <laughs> you know, I'm, you I'm the first person. I'm like, I love what you do with your hair. Like, right? Oh, really? No, but you. But the truth is, you know, we have to trust each other. Yeah. And you know, in this world, like you know, you get guy to girl, you know, like relationships, or you know, everybody's sort of like going, "What do you mean by that?" Right? Yeah. Like, right. No. Yeah. Why no, did you say that? Tri- right. Getting right. triggered. Right. What do you in want? A negative way. You know. Yeah. So um, anyway, just just that's like a little piece of information, a little piece of goodwill out there. So well, I was gonna say, it. I was gonna say, you know, you're you're you, you didn't you said not to get too spiritual or whatever Mm -hmm. but talking about following your bliss uh you know we shared a connection with joseph campbell Mm -hmm. and we all love joseph campbell and i think probably the people listening to our podcast appreciate and know who joseph campbell is yeah and he was all about inspiring and like feeling inspired and following your passion and doing what makes you happy in life and i think that's one of the reasons why we were so excited to have you on the show it's not just your career but also your energy you have this positivity that really exudes not just on the screen but just in general speaking today where does that come from well i'm gonna say to you my personality my real person is closest to monique Chenet. you know the closest is um i am that person emotionally and that, and i was so excited to play that character so your character if, from better up dead just to, right yes, yes, so, better yes, up dead, where yes. I played the french exchange student and in the story i i you know i get lane to get over um i get lane to be brave Go, you know, don't don't back off. Like, face your fear. Like, awesome. and I think that um, there is nothing better than having somebody who is who is behind you. Um, sometimes we don't have parents behind us, you know, family, whatever you, you know. But you'll have a friend. There's somebody out there who will believe in you, and I, I think it makes a huge difference. Oh, here you go, right here. Yeah, um, believe in each other. Right, we do. see, we believe in each other. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know. Uh, and if you don't have that person, well, gosh, you know, do it to yourself. You know, you can yes. do it. You can do it. Um, and <laughs> I think uh, so often we I always I guess I always say to myself, you know, why do we believe other people more than we believe ourselves? What happened? Right? Where did that yeah. happen? Who how did that happen where we somebody says something about you and you believe them more than you believe your own gut? And uh, I, I think it sort of happens after you're 10 years old where you sort of, again, mm. give the world uh, more credence of, of where how you fit in and how you exist than you realizing what's my purpose 
You know, purpose is really important in life. You have to find out what your purpose is and your purpose will change throughout your life. One day your purpose might be to be the dream girl. Maybe the next one is to bring mm. people energy up. Maybe the next one is to tell, uh, maybe your purpose is to tell people to, you know, back off. You know, maybe yeah. your purpose is to tell people, you know, stand up for yourself. Um, so we, you know, maybe your purpose is to make people laugh. I mean, I don't know. Like everyone's got their thing and no one has the right to, to tell you what that is, you know, but you do have to spend time and ask yourself what, what it is. And I'm telling you, every single person in this world has a purpose. Did people come up to you and say, you inspired me because I saw you on screen and I could relate to you because I looked like you? Um, you know what's wonderful about Better Off Dead? I've had, um, with with Virgin, I get a lot of guys like, I'm in love with you and I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wanted to kill you, but I also love you. Um, no, wow. so like, <laughs> um, no. Uh, that's a little you scary. Know, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> terrifying. Um, you know, you know I, with with Virgin, I, I was so, you know, different, but with Better Off, and I got a lot of guys responding, but with Better Off Dead, um, I got a lot of guys saying, you know, that they they looked for a girl like me because they liked my kind of energy and they were like happy, you know, they, they actually married someone who was like me. And then I've had girls who go, I was so happy you made a, a capable girl in the 80s. Like yeah. I could, you know, do something tomboyish, but then also be a girl too. And that was my goal. I was like, why do we have to, as a female, you know, uh, you know, separate ourselves. Why can't we just be people? Why can't we all just be people? Why can't guys just be sensitive if they want and emotional? And then also, you know, you know, be fun. And like, why can't we just be people? So um, that was really sort of, I've, ever since I was born, I always just felt that. Um, and uh, so anyway, as Monique, um, yeah, I got, uh, I relate to the character and I got people, um, I think I, I helped a lot of uh, women um, and I, I think I created also what's even cooler. Um, I got guys who then were looking for women who were capable, not just passive. I think guys didn't even know that that existed. Like they right. could meet a woman who, or they could admire a woman for more than just what she looks like, but yeah. for her energy and what she does and how she helps and uh, what she, you know, her, like every, like that's part of it. I don't know. She's what a role model. Me? She is a role model for. She I mean, really she, is. she can restore a Camaro. She can yeah. ski the K twelve. Right. <laughs> Having never done it before. Yeah, she's athletic. She's yeah. like you know, but also feminine. She can you know, you know, she can be feminine too, which I liked. You know, like also oh, yeah. have dinner. You know, she could have her, uh, you know, wear a dress and you know have her, you know, be polite and eat nicely. You know, <laughs> if yeah. she, you know, it's just part of the range. It didn't have to be you know. Oh, I'm like a guy. You know, I think uh, again. You know, why can't we just be people and. Uh, it's refreshing. And I do think, think that that is part of what keeps Better Off Dead. Um, I mean, there's so many beautiful, hilarious characters in that film. But I do think that, that my character was definitely uh, is part of what keeps it alive. Well, I don't so, know. You tell absolutely. me. Does it ever feel like everyone's got more going than you do? Oops. <laughs> that everyone is smart. So you're Al Myers, kid? Yes, I am. You look pretty stupid to me. Thank you. You say the best skier in town just ran off with your girlfriend? Even your younger brother does better than you do? <laughs> and that nobody even cares? That broke up with me. Oh, that's nice. Well, you might be right. <laughs> but remember one thing. I haven't even been to New York City. Nobody was ever... <laughs> 
better off dead. The truth is, I could out-ski you any day of the week. Oh, really? Yeah, you want a race, I'll take you on any day, sucker. Go that way, really fast. If something gets in your way, turn. All you need is guts. All right! Now turn! I'm gonna race, I'm gonna lose, and I'm gonna die in that order. Go! And you'll never doubt yourself again. He's skiing on one ski! Better off dead. And that's a real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that. An abnormal look at a normal teenager. I bet you it's my favorite movie. Oh, uh, yeah, I've seen it hundreds, if not thousands of times. Testicles. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but I, I... No, I think, you know, I always... Uh, obviously, I, I relate very much to the, uh, to the story and to Lane Meyer, John Cusack's character, as mm-hmm. just being this kind of, like, awkward guy who's also, like... You know, you, you mentioned before, it's like Monique says something to the effect of like, um, all you need is a little taste of success. My, my French accent Go is for horrible. It. But all you need, <laughs> I'm a voice actor without a French accent. <laughs> all you'll need is a little taste of success and you will find it suits you. I think you'll find it suits you. And that's so sweet. And then from there, he's just, this kind of transformation occurs almost instantly. And he's like, yeah, why did I want to kill myself? Yeah, right, that right. was weird. That was so dumb. <laughs> Over what? Um, yeah. Right. Because somebody, you know, my girlfriend broke up with me. Like, that's yeah. so weird. Yeah. And so it really is this moment where it's like, yeah, you, you can do these things, Lane. Yeah. And, uh, and we are Lane. I mean, every person. Uh, that's one of the things with John's character. He is so endearing. And he takes us from being passive to being assertive. Mm-hmm. And we watch the process. And we see it in a way that we, we, as an audience, can go, yeah, I can do that. You know? I really think it's... That's yep. so, it's like he gave the biggest gift in that film to do that. I mean. Yeah, and it's yeah. just, and it's so funny. And even though there's like these outlandish things that are happening, it's still based in a reality. It's not, you're not like, oh, that would never happen. That right. the paper boy would jump on top of the car. Right. You know, you're just like, oh, that's amazing that he's doing that. And there is this kind of, you know, fantasy world that Savage Steve Holland has created that's, oh, you know, I just love. Savage but. Steve Holland, let me just say. Call out for him. Great time. writer, director. Yeah. What a blessing I was uh, was to be cast in his film. This is his baby. Um, I love it. And because of so, I'm just I'm ranking a, a book about Better Off Dead. That's my next one. So, um, and what is that yeah. one going to be called? Uh, it's called The Excellent Coat of the Last American Magic <laughs> Stage Babe awesome. of the '80s. Um, I have to bring the coat because I bring my coat to conventions. I bring it wherever I go. I still, if you hear this oh, podcast, man. come to the conventions. Put the coat on. I'll take a picture of you in it. We'll put you in my book. Um, but it's basically how this coat has united all the people through this film. Yeah. And how the film is it just, you can't be a bad person and like better off dead. You are a good person if you like that film. Because oh, I love that. It unites the best of us. It, in my know? opinion, there are, there, there are a few teen 80s movies that stand out amongst the whole pack. Um, Real Genius being one mm-hmm. of them. Uh, Three O'Clock High being another and better off dead. And I think because they're so uniquely different, different right? Better Off yep. Dead is 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 cartoony. Such a it's like cartoony, a... but it's like dream. Yeah, it's the fantasy that we all have as kids, and and the reality. Yeah, and this harsh reality of like, I just want to kill myself. Right. And I think yeah. we've all felt that way yeah. to some degree. Not uh, hopefully never serious, but the idea that you know life is not going to get any better. Yeah. And then you go into this fantasy world of like, well, I'm just going to make it better in my dreams. Yeah. You know, and then it turns. It makes these constant turns. And it's so unique in that way. And Savage, Savage Steve, I'm also a fan of One Crazy Summer as well yeah. and how I got into college. But um, Better Off Dead, it just, it, it th- there's nothing else that really compares to it. Yeah. It's the energy. We're talking about the nature, yes. the good energy in all those films. Um, there's sort of like, I guess when, 
you know, when you're going through life, and I don't say whether it's you're a teen or you're adult and you feel suicidal and you feel like it's the end, you know, it's really the the energy of where you go that matters. And, you know, like, I mean, Lane was so sad and so yeah. depressed. And yeah. we do get depressed, you know, but then can you take it and say, where can I find that lightness? And, um, and you're the and, light. Oh, thank you. Merci. Well, you know, I hope <laughs> there is, there are Moniques out there everywhere. Uh, my my son just met, met a Monique. Aww. Oh my gosh, seriously. Yeah, I was going to ask you. Oh, yeah. <gasps> You're, oh my gosh, ah, my son just met a Monique. I, I'm telling you, this girl, she has the dark curly hair, which was like, oh my God, Nick, oh my I can't God. believe it. And she is an angel. She's like the sweetest girl. And it's so funny because, I, I mean, as a mom, I'd never expect like that. But right. well, I mean, and, and in fact, um, I'm going to tell, tell you, like, when I saw her, I was like, this girl is like a rose. She's like so oh beautiful. My so my nickname for her is Rose. So I was like, <laughs> Did you get a but, I should, a but now I have Prince? to call her Monique. I think now, now that I'm thinking about yeah. it, I think we have to call her Monique. Um, um, did she anyway. have? Did he get her a copy of Little Prince? No. That's a good. I'm, I'm just saying that's a great uh, dating thing. Like, it get is? A, yeah, get a girl a copy of the, and you say in the inscription, "You're my Rose." <gasps> oh, yeah. nice. Oh, that's a good. Oh my gosh, is wait, that how you wait, got married? Is, and yeah. it's it's written in French too. It right? is. Oh, and this girl speaks fluent French. Okay, oh, so, bam. and then you get, the, you get the French copy. You know, you get a vintage French copy. Nick, do you hear this? Okay. <laughs> All right. Like, tr trust me, I still make mixtapes for my wife. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to do this. And yeah. mixed CDs are really classy, too. Oh, right. I'm just oh. saying. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a dating show, too, on right. $2. Right. <laughs> it really is. I was going to ask you about your kids because uh, you have t you have two kids, I right? I do. Who you adore immensely. I adore. I do. And I Nick do. is your oldest, right? Uh, no, Nick is my youngest. He's my, your youngest. No, right. My daughter's older. Her name is uh, Olivia De Laurentiis, and she's 23, and she is a comedian, filmmaker, writer. I mean, I can't even. She's really. I don't just uh, let's just coin it like she's just bitching. I don't even. know. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I want to bring bitching back. Coined. Bitching is a great is. word yeah. from the 80s. I want to bring back. I want to yeah. bring that back and boss. Oh, yeah, mm. boss. I remember that. And something's very choice. I like choice. Oh, yeah, choice is good. Choice. I never use choice, but I, I use it all the time. People are like, where did that come from? And I used boss. to say it's casual because there's a movie called The Wildlife that came out. The, it's a rough sequel to Fast Times. Yeah. And the lead actor is always saying, it's casual. It's casual. Oh, and I wow. I tried using that. Didn't work so well. Didn't work so Anyways, well. Anyways, your daughter's bitching. Okay. So my daughter, okay. All right. And my son. Okay. Two children. I've got ADD. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. All right. Um, 23. Um, she's 23. My son is 20. Right. 20. I keep, they keep getting older. My the age gosh, that's right? the problem. Young, You're going to have this Young too. lady. You're saying like five-year-old. Wait, he's six. Wait, he's 20. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, whole and new world. It is a whole new, and it's every, I'm telling you, if you have ch children, every age is magical. Every age. It might not be magical for you, okay? For you, <laughs> it might be terrifying and difficult, and but that's your job, right? There's the, but your children, oh my gosh, unbelievable. Every age is a gift. So, uh, okay, daughter, I'm going to give you the whole rundown. We could talk for hours and hours. It's I truly, know. right? Um, yeah. it's no, I'm, this is, I, hope okay. you're, I hope the listeners are as riveted as we are because this has been such a great journey. So okay, far. my daughter, Olivia, she looks like me. She speaks like me. Like when you, people see us together and we talk, my husband does not even know who is has who's in the house. Who is that? Is it you, Olivia? Or he doesn't <laughs> wow. know because we sound the same. Um, Olivia has just uh, she just got picked up for two, not one, but two series picked up again. Okay, oh, wow. okay. So awesome. so this Congrats. is crazy. So here's how it goes: go to Snapchat, look up Apocalypse Goals on Snapchat. 
This is her comedy series with her comedy partner, Sydney Heller, and they are killing it. They just did this series and they just got picked up for another a bunch of episodes. Oh, that's um, amazing. And it's, they're hilarious. They write, um, uh, direct, act, and edit their material. Well, wow. edit, maybe this has changed over the years. But they okay. do, they're like prominently in it. And they do write, is first sure write and act in their material for now, for that. Um, but what, it's their the baby. What's the premise of that? Oh, right, good. I keep forgetting. I have to explain what's happening. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a great title. No, uh, Apocalypse Goals is about two millennial girls who come back from a bachelorette party in Vegas... Um, and discover that their apartment has been vaporized and that there is an alien apocalypse, and now they have to survive the alien apocalypse with minimal skills of course. Uh, and I minimal abilities um, uh, in a millennial world. Uh, so um, it is hilarious, and uh, they are... It's so funny. And so the way... With Snapchat, what's really nice is that the episodes are only, like, maybe five, five minutes five long. Minutes, yeah. yeah, I was going to ask. Um, yeah. But they're... Uh, so it gets you engaged, and... People are going to be able to see what they do really quickly. Um, That's so cool. And it's amazing. Plus, they also did a web series before that called Sugar Babies, which is on YouTube, yes. um, which is unbelievably hilarious. They did that completely on their own. Um, the, the actors that they had on it are amazing. I was in episode three, and I got to tell you, I was lucky to be on the show. <laughs> um, uh, they're just so I'm sure they buddies. felt the same way. They were like, yeah. Mom, why do you want to be on the show? No. Oh, um, so like, how dare you, oh, Olivia? Mom, oh, God. All right, fine. Yeah. I'll You're going to have a time out and you take a break. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Seriously. I like, gave geez. you the show and I can take it away. <laughs> right. Just take a break, well, chair. No, Mom, you can't. Don't, let, so don't make me count. Yeah. Right, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, <clears throat> you'll be there. You'll be there. Oh, I'm there. Um, she's the next generation. Like, I and, love that. But bringing happiness, making people laugh, unbelievably funny. And then my son, he does music. Yeah, he Nick. started playing the upright bass, the double bass. Oh, cool. Loves the double bass and started playing classical bass. Then oh, nice. gets a scholarship to his college, real scholarship. Hello, people. Not bought. <laughs> I won't clarify. Yeah, Can I clarify? Emphasize my that. daughter went to UCLA. Not bought. Okay. Valedictorian. Worked her butt off. Okay. Let's just say there are some people who still work it. Yes. I, I'm German, my background, so you got to work it in my family. It's not going to come yeah. easy. Nope. Um, so, but basically, um, they, so Nick plays the bass, but now he's, so he, not only, he's in Chicago, he goes to college in Chicago, and he just got into the civic orchestra. He's playing classical music in an orchestra while he's in college. Oh, Plus, wow. he has a band that he plays with called Swatches, because, you know, you've got to do your indie thing you as gotta. well. Yeah, Swatches. And, and Swatches. I mean, it's great yeah, for 80s. right? Guys. I know, that's what I said. He's like, no, Mom, it has nothing to do with the 80s. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> can we pretend? Can we yeah, pretend, we're pretending. Please? Absolutely. And then... What does it have to do with um, fabric? Uh, swatches, yeah, from, yeah, fabric. Oh, yeah. yeah and, oh, that's and what that paint swatches, is. yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, right, right. Um, right, remember paint yeah. swatches? Yes. That was a, yes. That's still a thing. Yes, um, <laughs> You don't just go on the internet. Um, but now, the greatest thing is he is writing his own music and singing. And to me, like, I burst into tears the first time. He's just started this year. That's great. So look up Nick De Laurentiis on Spotify. Okay. And he got, his first song got over 100,000 hits. And I was like, you know what I mean. Yeah. But, but like, okay, but he's still my tiny baby. Like, he's tiny. He's He's like about like that big. You know, okay. he's like for, tiny. For those of you listening, she just put up the uh, the <laughs> tiny. There's a character on Sesame rem- Street, and okay, and also like remember the the sketch where the guy was like, "I crush you, oh, I yeah. crush you," it, from that, Kids in the Hall. Yeah, it yeah. was like tiny. It's I about an inch. Right? Yeah, it's about two inches. I'm crushing yeah. your head right now. Yeah, he's, he's like the size of the littles. Right, yeah. he's a little. Yeah, yeah. like just yeah. about that. Um, so <laughs> no matter what he does, uh, yeah, he's just about that big, and he's just adorable. And so I'm so proud of I. 
my, my kids, my husband and I just look at each other and go, whoa, like, how did this happen? Like, wow. We did good. What, what, yeah. was the, what was the first movie you showed them from your career? Better Off Dead. Yes. Because yes. I knew you were going to say that. Yes. Yes. I uh-huh. want to segue into that a little had bit. To, uh, the reason why I actually did show them was because, I mean, first of all, if you're an actor or any any in the business, your kids don't care if you're who you are. No. Right. To the world, they really don't. They, you're their mom right. and dad. They're still annoyed as with should you. Be. And, yeah. right. Right, as should be. Your mother and father. That's right. And, you know, you've got expectations and right. you got to make it happen. Um, the But, you know, people remember you. That's why I'm happy to be here because, okay, you know, people on the outside go, oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> right. you know, you I, lo- are. I love that you... Uh, love your kids so much mm-hmm. and are so proud of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm sure that, well, clearly, because they're both artists, they're proud of your work, you know? And the fact that Better Off Dead was the first movie you showed them, uh, and, and I think most of our fans will probably say that is your most memorable role. Aww, and that's the I, one you hold dearest to your I heart. I hope right? that I'm remembered for that. Like, it'll yeah. be really interesting to see. You never know. You, I mean, again, you're an actor. You can't choose how your audience remembers you. No. And life changes. So... Certainly, like, I mean, Bill and Ted's very popular film. You never know. Some people, I, I had more, you know, the most, I guess, commercial uh, success with Bill and Ted's. And, and But that's interesting because who knows? People might in the future remember me as a princess. Who knows? Right. Um, yeah. But I, I love Better Off Dead, and I do hope that people remember me from that. Um, but with my kids, um, what I think is really interesting is as an, as an actress and as someone in the business, you know, you're always wondering. I know people, because I teach kids acting, too who are like very afraid for their kids to get in the industry and they're like, no, whatever they do, just don't be an actor. Of course yeah. they're going to be an actor. Okay, just yeah. stop it. Tell them not to be a lawyer or a doctor. Right. You are not right. going to be a doctor. <laughs> if you're a doctor, I am, forget right. it. I'm disowning you. Do and not then, be president yeah. of the United yeah, States. Just right. Stop it. Don't right. even think about that. Well, maybe somebody did that. I, yeah. So, um, <laughs> it never Sorry. gets old. It feels like we are a radio show. I, I love it. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. I, so teaching for 20 years, right. kindergarten, it's right. like, it's always in me. So now you know how to affect your child. But anyway, in the future, um, but uh, so the acting thing is interesting. Um, so basically, the thing is, though, you have to give your kids the tools to be able to survive in the world regardless. Yeah. One of the things I feel like the happiest about was, you know, I gave them the, what I gave my children was the freedom to be who they are. And I gave them the freedom uh, to talk. And, you know, we talk a lot um, and accept them. Uh, and... You, you know, ask a lot of questions to your kids. Don't tell them. Just ask them things. And then the other thing that was interesting with my, with my kids is that now they're very, they're so grateful because they see the world and they go, oh, my gosh, like, you know, you, I, we didn't realize what was right, going, the right. other people, the other parents were like, that's like, what? Right. You know? yeah. um, and, and also, though, you have to give them the tools to grow up and get stronger like it was important for my kids to go to college not to get the degree but to grow up because college is a place where you grow up and you do things on your own and you must make your own mistakes yeah. and you must learn on your own not to say that my kids went out and made you know mistakes but everybody makes mistakes you know they have to um learn to be in the world socialize and to stand up for themselves and uh you know you don't want to throw them out in the world without them knowing how to deal with people mm-hmm. and that was, I think, that's the one, I think, thing as an actress, I was really happy as an actress. I deal with people a lot. I, you know, you're sort of looking in people's, you know, understanding people's character. Your job is to understand what other people are going through. That's your job. So empathy that. and understanding yeah, and looking into other, when something happens, you don't go, it's their fault. You go, wait a minute. 
why did they do that? What's happening? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's part yeah. of my science yeah. head. Mm -hmm. My science head is like, why, why is this situation happening or what is happening and what is it that's making this happen? And what, what about the people? It's more inquisitive. So I think if anything, I taught my kids how to critical think, critical yep. thinking yep. and deep thinking. And, and that may not make sense to you in middle schoolers out there because you're like, what's critical thinking and why? It's just, you need it to survive yeah. in life. Well, I so. think I think uh, the, the distinction that there is no good and there is no bad mm -hmm. it is all in the middle, and there's a reason. For we everything. are good and bad. We yes. are one, you yes. know. And we and but there's an advantage to that yeah. because if we are good and bad, then we can change and we can choose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we have the control. If if someone else is bad and you're good, you have no power, and you know what I'm saying. You yep. have no power in right. life because you have to destroy the bad. But there is no bad. There is no bad. We're all if we are all one, then we have the power to change yeah. and yeah. go. Oh wait, so. We have to get more people. We, we will become more responsible as, as, yeah. as people. So, um, and then you know what? I also think we are adults and children always. And I think that's wonderful. Like, why can't an adult be childlike? And why can't a child be adult-like? Like, we do. We go back and forth yeah. as yeah, we learn. Totally. So allow that in your lives. And, you know, you know, that's what makes us breathe. You know, we yeah. need, I mean, the 80s is a time, an upbeat, fun time. And I really have to back it for people. You go back to the 80s. You're going back for your youth and for yep. your happiness. Yeah. If, if, and why not? Because you have to go to work the next day and do your job and work hard, but fill it with, you know, fill the cup. Fill you know? the cup with imagination. Yeah, with imagination and creativity. And don't lose your creativity as you no. get older. You don't need to just have a drink. No. You know, you can create. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that to me is the biggest thing. Like, your health is your first part of it. Yeah. Second is your most valuable thing is your time. Where are you spending your time? That's your most value, second commodity. So well, I hope I people that. spending their time listening to this podcast interview because you are inspirational you Yay. you are totally your journey your journey from where you were to where you are now uh who you are as a as a as a performer who you are as a parent who you are as a human being is very inspiring and i think everyone listening to this agree. is going to agree yeah. i have big smile in my face we need right the opposite now. of your sound yeah. like what would be the opposite oh yeah it would be it would be yippee oh yes <laughs> Good. Oh, I listened yeah. to a lot of Dave Coulier back in the day. Oh, oh, cut yeah. this out, you know. Oh, yeah. out ah, you made a Dave Coulier reference. <laughs> and uh, and I remember when I first started voice acting, I and I did some Dave voices Coulier. in the booth, and the, and the the engineer was like, "Yeah, don't ever do that, right? Ever oh, again." Don't. I'm like, oh no, you're right. pushing my creativity. Right. Oh no, I and I. Here's the other thing. I one of the things I teach is I teach in acting, body and voice, and boy, it, to have the facility of being able to do any voice you want at any moment like that is a gift like that's yeah. super duper cool eg daily does that like she's yes. amazing from she yes. was in better up dead too yeah yes. um love her voice love her singing yes. you know um but actors out there uh, examine your voice uh take advantage of exploring your voice too uh you know you pull it out of your pocket just like with anything else and um you know i love you guys can we just like <laughs> can, <laughs> no. come, can i come mike, back tomorrow we love you mike, can we every day same time tomorrow sorry mike you're not going anywhere today right right mike's our awesome mike, engineer Right now, book um, you for the rest of the year. Yeah, I, no, this has been so like I want to do a part two and a part three and a part right. four. Yeah. I know. Well, I will definitely come back. Um, I'll bring Olivia too. Then I don't have to talk about that her. Would that would be wonderful probably, yeah. because yeah. Uh, you said Apocalypse Goals, which is on Snapchat, yeah, and Sugar Babies, which is on YouTube. Olivia De Laurentiis, uh, sound and barely legal, legally legal, barely legal comedy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, and then your son Nick De Laurentiis is on Spotify, yeah. and he also has a band called Swatches. Right? Yeah, which is yeah on YouTube too. They have some videos and. I mean, you are, you are. Um, oh, and by the way, let's, yeah. let's, let's do a shout out. Although I don't, y'all, you know, talk about my husband because he's more shy. Yeah. But yeah. he 
uh, he is, um, his name is Ray De Laurentiis, and Ray actually um, uh, was a story um, editor and writer and producer of, uh, he did Fairly Odd Parents. Love it. For, oh, like, for love it. It's a great and, show. Yeah, Fairly Odd Parents, and worked with uh, Butch Hartman, yep. and um, yeah. he's incredibly talented, and he's got some projects coming out, too. Awesome. So, cool. Yeah, so awesome. the family's been raised with a lot of sense of humor. Uh, on Twitter, I'm Diane Franklin 80. Uh, Instagram, I'm Di- actress Diane Franklin. And on uh, Facebook, go to Diane Franklin Fans because it's me too. But my other one got really f- uh, filled up. So look for the black and white photos from my books. But anyway, I got my son to say, I, I say, made in the 80s. And he says, loved by the ladies. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and when you hear a four year old say that, it doesn't sound offensive right. at all. Yeah. When a 43 year old says it, it definitely sounds Uh-oh, offensive. Oh, dang, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh, I wish we had all day to talk yeah. to you. This has I been wished, I had the best Thank time. you, Diane. These guys are great, by the way. Um, they really are in real life in, as people, so be happy and you can, you can trust. <laughs> They're you. not evil or scary. They're super cool. In real life, we're good. Très magnifique. They're fantastique. They did not put their testicles all over the Ah, <laughs> there it is. Oh my God. There it is. That's a perfect way to, to uh, end this right. interview. Um, and we'll we'll see you next time for sure. Awesome. Merci, Buckets. Merci, Buckets. <laughs> Au revoir. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a four... Is it five-star rating? <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We really... Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. If you listen to us on Spotify, that's great, too. And you can find us on the internet. (laughs) Don't forget to check out our website at $2LateFee.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at $2LateFeePodcast. We'll see you next time. We did it. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.